Welcome back to the Unraveling Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Kelly Becerra, and I am very, very excited to have you here. We are starting a brand new series that I hope you will find incredibly helpful and encouraging on anxiety. So the reason why I decided to do this series on anxiety is because over on my Facebook page and on my Instagram, but especially on my Facebook page, which is, by the way, the Unraveling blog with Kelly Bakira, um, I get so many messages from people talking about just this overwhelming anxiety that they feel and the hopelessness that comes with it and how um, they're just looking for ways to get better. And honestly, there is a lot of help out there. There are a lot of books on anxiety. There are a lot of therapists in the world who can help us, um, support groups and stuff like that. But there isn't a whole lot on anxiety in your faith and how those two connect. And what should we do as Christians with anxiety? And where does anxiety come from? And what does Jesus say about anxiety? And there's so many different misconceptions around anxiety in the church. And so we want to talk about those kinds of things in the series. I also hope to share some new coping skills and um, ways to challenge your anxiety and fight your anxiety that will hopefully encourage you and um, help you just look at anxiety in a new way. I have no idea how long this series will go, how many episodes it will take, but it could be quite a bit because anxiety is, there's just so many different components to it. So I'm really excited you're here and I just pray as I do this that um, the Lord will speak to you through this and that you will find healing. And I also do just want to say, because I need to, that this does not qualify as therapy. I am a mental health therapist, but my goal is never to take people out of their individual therapy. So um, I do hope that this helps you in addition to any therapy or any help that you are currently seeking. So let's get started. So you guys, I'm going to be very honest and just say that as I started to prepare for this podcast, I realized just how much there is to anxiety and I kind of got some anxiety about thinking about talking about anxiety and I was having a really hard time thinking about where should I start in all of this. So I prayed quite a bit about it and decided that on this particular podcast, I would talk about where anxiety comes from. What is anxiety? I wanted to share also my own experience with anxiety as it has been something I've struggled with most of my life, and then also how God can use and heal our anxiety. It is really my passion to incorporate both um, tools that the secular mental health world use with faith in Jesus, and this is what I do at work. I try to combine the two so that people can get help from anxiety because there is some good stuff in the secular world about how to deal and manage and cope with anxiety, but I think what it's missing, um, which is a huge piece in my opinion, is healing from Jesus and bringing Jesus into this process. So I'm not going to get into the science behind anxiety. There are a lot of other podcasts that can talk about that. I would recommend if you are interested in that kind of stuff to listen to Dr. Caroline Leaf's podcast. She does have quite a few on anxiety and she can explain it very, very well. But the question I get working at a Christian counseling center the most, or one of the questions I get the most is, is anxiety a spiritual issue? And you guys, there are so many different opinions out there. So I am going to share mine and you might disagree. It's okay. We can still love each other. So my honest answer is two-part, and the first part is that yes, I believe that anxiety is absolutely a spiritual issue in the sense that we live in a fallen world, 
Anxiety was not introduced by God. He did not create us to be anxious. And so if anxiety did not come from God, I believe it came from the enemy. It came from somewhere and it wasn't from him. So I believe it came from the enemy. So fundamentally, yes, I believe it is a spiritual issue. But anxiety is also a psychological and physiological issue that one cannot necessarily control. And it is incredibly difficult to try to fight. So what's important to mention is that every single one of us experience anxiety at some point in our life. And anxiety itself is not necessarily bad. Anxiety itself, when happening in the right time, is actually a really good thing. So let's say you're hiking in the woods and you see out of the corner of your eye that there is a bear standing there looking at you. Your entire body is going to respond in order to save you and survive if it can. And so that whole um, fight or flight, you maybe heard of that before, the fight or flight switch essentially gets turned on and your body starts to do different things to help you survive. And again, I'm not going to get into all that. Um, But it's important that your body does this because if it didn't, you are much less likely not to survive. So anxiety in itself is not always bad and we do all experience anxiety at some point in our life. Now, when it becomes a problem is when we are experiencing the same physical symptoms of anxiety when we have the fight or flight switch is turned on, but there is no real danger around us. All of a sudden we are experiencing these same symptoms of a racing heart or sweaty palms or, um, you know, lightheadedness. There's a a lot of different symptoms of anxiety. We're experiencing them when there isn't actually any danger around us, but our body is responding as though there is. And so I just want to make that point clear that normal anxiety is a reaction to something that's stressful. Whereas an anxiety disorder involves much more excessive and intense anxiety along with these other pretty debilitating symptoms. And so I just want to share a very, very brief overview of my own story and my experience with anxiety. And so essentially, I think I was just kind of born with an anxious brain. Um, Anxiety can be hereditary. That can be one of the factors that causes it. There are quite a few more. Um, But I think that it runs in my family and we have anxious brains. So I was born with this brain that was just kind of anxious. And then I had a fairly traumatic event happen in kindergarten to me that really like turned on that switch, so to speak, the fight or flight switch. And all of a sudden my parents would tell you that I became a very different child after that event took place. All of a sudden I became so much more cautious and worried and I would be looking for reassurance from my parents. I wouldn't want to be far away from them. Um, It just, I was very different because prior to that I was a very independent kid and not really thinking a whole lot about my surroundings. That being said, my anxiety in my childhood was never debilitating to the point where um, I couldn't function or anything like that. I lived a pretty normal life, but I did struggle with anxiety here and there. But it wasn't until I got to um, high school, it started to get a little worse. But then especially when I moved away for college, anxiety changed and morphed into quite the monster in my life. And so instead of just being this generalized anxiety, I began to have panic attacks, particularly every night before bed when I was trying to fall asleep. And you guys, panic attacks are honestly awful. I would spend so much time just laying in bed feeling like I was either going to die or I was going crazy or I even had thoughts of like being paralyzed, just like 
it, looking back now, of course it seems so irrational, but in those moments, it didn't. It felt so, so real. And so for those of you listening who struggle with panic attacks, or maybe your kids do or something like that, I just have the most sympathy and empathy for you because I know that you you don't choose that. No one would ever choose to have panic attacks. They are so brutal. And um, yeah, I just, I just feel for you. I know how hard it is. And so that went on for actually a few years. And um, I do still to this day struggle with anxiety, but I do not have panic attacks anymore. And the anxiety that I do have, I am much better equipped and able to cope in much healthier ways. So now when I do have anxiety, it's shorter, it's not as intense, and I just overall am more capable of dealing with it. And so if any of my clients are listening to this, I know that it's kind of awkward to hear that your therapist also has anxiety, but the truth is that we all, again, have anxiety at some point. And I do actually feel like my own experience with anxiety has helped me work with people who also struggle with anxiety, which is a good, good portion of my clientele. So what I think the burning question is, in particular for the church and for Christians, is when we are looking at anxiety, is Jesus enough? Is Jesus enough to help us heal? And I would say 100% yes. Jesus is hands down enough. I believe Jesus is what has gotten me to this point. I believe he is, he has healed me and he's continuing to heal me from anxiety and from lots of things. Um, but he may use different avenues than just prayer. So I believe prayer is incredibly powerful. I believe it works. And I have no problem telling people who are struggling with anxiety to pray, or I will ask them, have you prayed for that yet? Because they should be praying for their anxiety. They should be going to the healer for healing. That being said, it might be prayer plus some other things. And so for some people that is getting help and talking about this, I would argue that everyone needs to be talking about their anxiety to someone, a counselor, a pastor, or someone they trust. If you keep that inside of you, the enemy wants it there. He wants you to keep all those anxious thoughts deep down in there so that they can grow and they can spread and they can turn into all these other things happening. And all of a sudden you're anxious about a ton of things instead of just a couple. And so, yes, you need to bring that out into the light. I also believe, and this one might be a bit controversial, but I believe that Jesus might use medication for some people. Again, anxiety is a chemical imbalance in your brain. And so if there are medications that can help balance that, those chemicals out, I think that some people absolutely need that, at least for a time. I don't know that you always have to be on anxiety medication, but if you do, I think that's okay too. I don't believe that Jesus would be shaking his head saying, how dare you try medication? I would liken it to cancer or diabetes. Would you ever think of saying that to somebody who is struggling with those things? Like, why are you taking medication for your diet? Why are you taking insulin for your diabetes? Why are you on chemo for your cancer? We would never ever ask that or think that. Instead, we would just say, thank you God for having medication that can help people struggling with these things. And so I know that I'm pretty passionate about this because I have so many clients come into my office who say, I am not doing well. I'm not getting better. I think I need medication, but I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be looked at as weak or I don't want to be looked at as having a weak faith and not trusting God enough to overcome this. And medication just feels like a band-aid is what a lot of people say. But again, if medication can help that chemical imbalance, why wouldn't we give that a go at least just to give people 
a means to get their brain to a place where they can actually start working on some other coping skills. And maybe you'll stay on medication for a long time. Maybe you won't. Some people, it's just a temporary thing. Some people, it is a longer thing, and that's okay too. So I am pro-medication for those who really need it. But what I will say too is that I do not believe medication cures anxiety. Anxiety has a deeper root that no medication is going to cure. And um, if you are going to medication for a quick fix, that's not going to happen. And so what research shows is that the best outcome for overcoming anxiety is medication plus therapy or, you know, medication plus talking about this and processing this through with people who can help you. And so this is my little um, call for those of you who have not gotten a therapist yet who need one. Here is your sign. Go get your therapist. There are wonderful Christian therapists in the world and um, just Google it. You might need to drive a little ways. It will be worth it. You might need to pay some money. I promise it is worth it. Your mental health is worth it. You are worth it. So my hope for this first podcast on anxiety was that I could leave you with a thought that maybe you could look at your anxiety in a new way. And so in future episodes, I really want to actually help um, bring about some coping skills and maybe give a little more insight into that. But today I really wanted to help you think about anxiety in a new way so that the next time you feel anxious or stressed out or worried even, um, you could kind of tap into this. So I'm going to read something that I wrote in September about anxiety, and hopefully this will help you think a little bit differently about some things. All right. I've always had an anxious brain. I'm not sure if something triggered that or if it's just my genetic makeup or both. But even as a little girl, I would worry about things that a little girl shouldn't be worried about. I would lay in bed at night and thoughts would fly through my brain at lightning speed. Scary images would creep in as as hard as I'd try to make them go away. They'd keep coming, which has made sleeping a very difficult thing. I've tried medicine, therapies, teas, oils, counting sheeps, you name it. Yet to this day, it is still difficult. To be completely honest, I thought by now God would have fixed this. Don't get me wrong. I've learned throughout the years how to manage this anxiety better, but I thought he would have taken it from me. I ask him to all the time. I know anxiety doesn't come from God. I know he didn't plant it in my brain. I know he wants me to live a life free of it. But I also wonder if he is teaching me some things along the way. During this long process of healing, I'm starting to see how he is revealing himself to me. Like at night when the thoughts come, it becomes like a battleground in my mind. I hear the enemy's voice, but I hear God's too. It's like God uses these moments to really show me that he may not necessarily just take the pain away, but he is there fighting with me, fighting for me. I hear his whispers that I can rest in him, his reminders that no matter what happens, I still have him. In these moments, I rely so much on him. Could God be using anxiety to draw me near him? Could he be using them to equip me to fight these battles? I think so. He uses our brokenness to show his glory. He uses our weakness to show his strength. He hates anxiety. It doesn't come from him. But if he can use it to keep pointing me to him, to remind me how much I need him, I think this could be a part of the healing process. I think it's possible that God is using our hardships to bring us closer to him, and yet we can still have hope that he will bring full healing. He can do both. So I'm learning not to so quickly jump to, God, why aren't you taking this from me? 
and instead asking, God, what are you trying to reveal about yourself to me? This perspective changes everything. So I wanted to read that because I think it does a better job of explaining to the point kind of what I'm thinking here. So I don't know what your anxiety looks like. I don't know if there's something that is playing into your anxiety. I don't know if it's a relationship. I don't know if it's life circumstances. I don't know if it's just where your brain is at right now. But I do know God is for you and he is for healing. I also know that healing doesn't necessarily happen in the snap of a finger. Can it? Absolutely it can. But I often see the Lord as a Lord of process, that our healing often is a process. And so the question I would want you to be thinking about when it comes to specifically your anxiety or your stress or your worry would be, how is God revealing himself to you through it? Because even though it's not from him, these thoughts and this anxiousness does not come from him, he is still revealing himself to you through it. He can take any of these bad things in our life and show us him through it, show us his truth, and um, make beauty out of it even. So even though I hate battling with anxiety, especially at nighttime, I mean I hate it, I can still feel the Lord changing me during those hours of the night when I can't sleep and when I feel like I'm going to go crazy because the thoughts just keep spinning in my mind. I can feel him and I know that he is trying to continue to teach me how to fight this and equip me to become stronger and more, maybe even to be more dependent on him as well. I think of the verse in James 1 that says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. So I will tell you right now that in the midst of anxiety, that verse makes me want to punch somebody in the face. But if I'm being honest, I have seen this for sure in my life, that it is through some of these testings, including anxiety, where I have become so much more um, mature in my faith and more complete in my faith, I am still lacking much. But um, perseverance has grown in me from my anxiety and from fighting this. Do I consider it pure joy? No, I am not quite there yet. That is something I need to work on. But I think that this is just an example of how God does use these trials to grow us. So I wanted to leave you guys with that thought, with just the reminder that Jesus is so, so much bigger than your anxiety. He really, really is. Like, there's not even a comparison. They're not even close. And I also want to say that I know Jesus wants to heal you. That is not a question. He absolutely does. But I want you to consider if there is something that maybe he is trying to reveal about himself to you through this. Maybe he is simply trying to reveal that he is waiting for you to come to him. He is waiting for you to put your walls down and be vulnerable and just go to him and believe that he wants you to. Maybe he wants you to know that you can't actually do this on your, no on your own. You need him. We need him to heal. He is the healer. Maybe it's through this healing process that you are turning into an entirely new person and that he is using this horrible hard thing in your life to make beauty and to work for your good because that's what he does. I know you might not be able to see that right now, but you might look back and say, wow, through that process, I became so 
refined and I became so much stronger in my faith and I I recognized how much I needed God and that changed my life completely. I can honestly say that that is what anxiety has been to me. It has made me recognize how much I need a savior and that no matter how good I'm doing in life or what I'm doing right, I am so, I need to be so dependent on him because every day is a struggle without him and I don't want to live without him anymore. I believe that anxiety has shown me just how much, like how lucky I am to have Jesus, that I have this refuge and this safe place to go because if I didn't have him, I couldn't, I couldn't be okay on my own. So I'm not trying to say that God likes that anxiety is in your life and that he's super happy that you are struggling with it because that's not true at all, but I am saying that he can and will work through it for your good. So I'm going to leave you guys with that, and we are going to dive more into anxiety in the upcoming podcast. So please listen, especially if you think that it will be helpful for you, because my prayer truly is that this will reach people struggling with anxiety and help them just kind of get to a place where they want to fight a little harder, and that if anxiety has become the norm in your life, even if it's been for years and years and years, that these podcasts are going to help you just say, you know what? Maybe there is more to this. Maybe I don't have to continue to live this way. Maybe I, um, maybe that there is there is healing for me. And so, if you don't yet, I would encourage you to follow my blog page, which on Facebook is called the Unraveling Blog with Kelly Becerra, and I am also on Instagram, just under Kelly Becerra. And you guys, I truly can't say it enough that you rating and reviewing this podcast is super duper helpful because it actually gets my podcast seen by more people. And if you could share it with your friends who you think might be struggling with anxiety, um, I would be so honored to try to speak into their life as well. And please don't forget to subscribe. That way, if you subscribe, you will continue to get, your phone will notify you essentially when I post a new podcast. So you'll get it right on your phone. I love you all. I thank you so much for listening. Truly, I mean this from the bottom of my heart that I am honored that you would take the time to listen to this podcast when I know that there are so many other podcasts out there. And I will continue to pray every single day that the Lord will show me and tell me what it is that you all need to hear and so that he can speak directly to you and remind you that he is there. Thanks so much for listening and we will be back here soon.